Welcome to the Maddox Sessions, and in this episode, we'll be discussing mom guilt and its impact. Whether you've never heard of it or you can't escape its relentless grip, we'll be digging deep and uncovering tips and tricks and steps that you can take to overcome this while making those around you a bit more aware of what's going on. I'm so excited to be joined by the amazing Angel Livas. Angel is the founder of a nonprofit with members across the world as running her own talk show, The Woman Behind the Business, which highlights and showcases female entrepreneurs and their journey to success. Hi, Angel. How are you doing today? I am doing awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Jordan. No, absolutely. Thank you so much for obviously joining us. Um, And the first question, I guess, just to really kick us off and have our listeners understand and have a bit of context is what is mom guilt and what are your experiences that you've had with mom guilt? So there are various levels to mom guilt. Um, uh, You can think about it as early on with having children as leaving your children at daycare and knowing that you have to return to work and that guilt that comes over you um, and anxiety that comes over you with leaving them. Um, But for me, it wasn't something that I personally felt like I really, really went through. Um, I remember being on stage and I would say about four different continents um, about a year and a half ago. And the one question that I was constantly asked, because I always talk about my two small boys, um, and they're currently five and seven. And people would always be like, yo, how do you do it? How do you like successfully get on planes, travel the world, do your job, and not have the guilt of leaving your children behind or not being there with your children at such young ages? And it was literally like, I hadn't really thought of it in the context of this feeling being guilt. And when I identified it, I also looked at, well, what do I do to combat it? Because it's not like I allowed it to stop me. And so that instead of just telling people on each stage that I went on, I compiled everything that I had been doing over the last uh, six, seven years and put it in a book to help other people cope with leaving their children, still pursuing their goals. And I will say that I notice and I believe that it's most high achievers and overachievers that really struggle with mommy guilt. That has been my experience. Thank you for sharing that and obviously just being so forthcoming. And it's interesting that you said that you didn't, you know, you were getting all the all of these questions, obviously, through um, your organization and the talk show and hadn't necessarily identified it um, or, I guess, felt that it was a mummy girl, as you said. Um, But I guess just a a question for our listeners as well is, and for you, Angel, is for those people that are constantly asking and, you know, questioning how do you manage the work life and the mum life and the personal life and sort of maybe trying to pull out this sort of sense that, there should be an element of guilt um, to that. How do you battle that and sort of keep keep them at bay and sort of say that I can be both, I can be as many selves as I wish to be, for example? Yeah, I think that it goes to your your value, right? And your values. So understanding who you are is most important. 
you have to know that, hey, like, yes, I'm a mom, but at the end of the day, I was angel before I was a mom. And it's not like it's self-sacrificing. If anything, you have to still be able to pursue and be all of who God created you to be in order for you to be the best mother possible. You know, if you feel like that you you're putting your life on hold and you're unhappy because, you know, this child has come into your life and you have you'll have resentment. You know, so it's so important not to allow other people to throw you into a category and for you to feel like you have to fulfill whatever their thought process is of how you should conduct business as a mom. Like, it's really up to you to say, okay, this is my life and this is how I'm going to live it. And one of those things is learning how to, in my opinion, immerse your children, integrate your children into your world. Um, I think that if you are able to still live your life and, you know, pursue your goals and accomplish your goals as you're reaching those, those marks, your children are coming along the way. If you're talking to them and saying, hey, you know, this is what mommy's doing or, you know, taking them with you to some of your speaking engagements or taking them with you to some of your work functions, if appropriate, then it's giving them the opportunity to see, oh, this is where mommy is when she's not at home or, oh, this is what my mommy does. So now they have a hands-on real life understanding of who you are outside of just being their mom. And I think when you're able to connect the dots for the children, then they are, they, they're proud of you. You know, they're telling their friends, they're telling their teachers like, oh, this is my mommy. Like, oh yeah, my mommy couldn't come to this because but they have an understanding. And there's like also a sense of pride behind it, but it's also important to make sure <clears throat> that when you can be there, that you are there and you're very present with your children. Absolutely. Um, you've just like given me so much to work with. And I think um, the first bit that you've mentioned of really sort of understanding who you are, I think, is essential across the board because, you know, we we all play different roles. Um, we play different roles throughout our lifetime in regards to who we interact with. And, you know, as mothers out there um, and obviously listening to this podcast obviously you have that parent role you have your child to look after and all that responsibility but at the same time you still have that you could say role of yourself and that commitment that you need to make towards yourself and how you mentioned sort of you know bringing your kids on the journey and really highlighting how they, they are part of your life they don't need to be a another section of it and you know understanding because there's many times, you know, kids could go into school and say, oh, my my parents can't make it. What, why is that? Oh, they just can't make it. But highlighting that, you know, my mom's doing X, Y, Z and having that proud element, I think is something that is really empowering for mothers as well. And I think has the potential to remove some sense of guilt because your child, you're taking your child with you and you're giving them the opportunity to have some sort of understanding of obviously what you're doing and who you are. As you said, you were angel before you were um, a mom, which obviously everyone, every mother can relate to. Um, so I guess just um, my next question actually is sort of in regards to obviously um, 
making sure that you don't fall into um, mom guilt. So obviously one of them, as you've mentioned, is understanding who you are. Um, Are there any other triggers that you think yourself or other mothers might face that could, you know, cause them to have that mommy guilt? No, absolutely. And before I answer that, I just want to give an example of what I was saying as it relates to your children having an understanding. Um, last year, I uh, I was spe- I was speaking in Accra, Ghana, and one of the things that you know, kids in school, I had a kindergartner and a first grader last year. Um, they they're learning about their geography, right? And so I took the time to explain, hey, mommy has to go speak in Ghana. And so now they're they're learning because they're like, well, where's Ghana? Okay, well, it's in Africa. So now we're having that conversation that will tie it into school or whatever. So, you know, my kid goes to school and they, there was nothing that I missed, but just him going to his teacher is like, oh, well, my mom's in Africa, you know, and talking about it with the teacher it enlightened the teacher like, oh my goodness. Then when I returned, I brought him back like a um, a book bag um, with kente cloth. Um, the entire book bag was made out of kente cloth. And like the teachers loved it. It became like this thing where they asked him to like talk about Africa. So if your kids have an understanding, it also allows them to kind of feel special at times too, because if you're doing something really cool and there's a a wonderful way that it can be integrated into their lives or their schooling, it's beneficial all the way around. Now, when it comes to other factors um, of triggers for mom guilt, um, sometimes it doesn't have to be that someone's saying something to you. Sometimes you can just have your own breakdown, right? Uh, I know that there were many a times where my line sister, um, for my sorority, we both have, um, children around the same age. And I think that she is an absolutely phenomenal mom. Um, and, you know, one day I think we were on the phone she's talking about these arts and craft projects that she's getting ready to do with her kids. And I'm like, arts and crafts, like, girl, I'm trying to just, let me just make dinner on time, you know, and let me just feed the kids on time. And, you know, you're talking about all these extra things that you're doing. And that is an opportunity for one of two things to happen. Either you, you become self, um, you become self-aware of like, oh my God, like I'm failing as a mom or you, you take on this negative role or you tell the person like, oh my goodness, you are such an amazing mom, right? And in my case, that's what I did. You know, when, when she said all these wonderful things that she was doing with her kids, I was like, goodness gracious, you make me sound like, you know, I'm the worst mother on earth. And she's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, girl, you are an amazing mom. Like you do all these extracurricular activities with your kids. And it, it lended itself for me to be vulnerable but it allowed her to also share her perspective of me. And that is so powerful because if we don't allow, if we, if we close ourselves off and then we become so consumed with these negative thoughts that can come, you know, that imposter syndrome, if you will, um, then we go on and we think that we're failing at something. Well, yet if you share with somebody, yo, I think that you're great at this. 
you would be amazed by what they might come back and say to you. And in that moment, she actually came back to me and was like, oh my goodness, you are an amazing mother. You constantly talk to your children about you know, owning a business, your kids have a TV show because of you. Like, and it was like a on and on, like back and forth where we were able to celebrate one another without the guilt of this is who I am. This is, and I'm not doing a great job, but you are. So it's a, it's a very powerful thing to be, allow yourself to be vulnerable with others. Absolutely. And I think that experience that you just highlighted, um, you know, it could have gone completely the other way. And as you sort of said, sort of gone into your inwards and sort of had those negative thoughts sort of constantly comparing. And I think um, just that experience that you shared is really important. And I think it's, I'm always talking about energies and sort of what you put out there is, you know, it's going to come back to you. So I think that the fact that you did go down that you know, vulnerable route, showcasing yourself and being like, wow, you are so amazing doing X, Y, Z with your kids and how that was reciprocated and it came back to you because otherwise it could have just been a downward spiral in just comparing to other mothers. And I think absolutely, um, there's a lot of, I guess you could say like popular culture that really maybe plays on this idea of like, mothers competing and their kids doing x and trying to do one up on an on another so I think that experience just yeah it just really hits home um but yeah just going back are there any other um triggers that as you've said it might not even be the external world but sort of your internal thoughts um but yeah any other triggers that you've either experienced or you've come across through your I guess mommy circle (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, like I said, the ones that are the most kind of hurtful are, as well are when you are being criticized by people who you thought or believe should be part of your village or part of your support system. And those are sometimes the most, the oh, I would say the hardest to swallow because you expect them to speak such positivity over you and they want to be willing to help. And sometimes that's not the case. So whether that's your mother, whether that is your spouse, and, you know, I think from the spouse perspective, if you are with someone and they don't get it, right? Let's say that you are married. So we ain't even got to be hypothetical here. We're going to talk about Angel. All right. So I was- We love an Angel story. So please go ahead. All right. So I was married for nine and a half years. I recently got divorced last year. And I would say the bulk of the reason why I got divorced was my husband didn't understand my hustle. He didn't understand the importance of building a business and having my own and not being under the confines of some other organization. Didn't get it. And so when you have someone like that, um, we had issues because in corporate America, I had a, a fabulous schedule. I was the breadwinner. Like it was wonderful, right? And it was at the early stages of us having our children. Well, in business, now that we have our kids, it became an issue traveling, going back to what we said earlier, and him being home with the kids, right? And so, 
there becomes this struggle of do you really understand what I'm doing or do you think I'm just flying across the country to go party? And if the, your partner doesn't get really who you are at your core, then it could rise, like difficulties can arise and then feel like, well, you're just leaving. You're not spending time with us. You're just out doing whatever it is that you want to do, opposed to really upholding those family values, those family ties. And when those situations come about, that hurts because in your mind, everything that you're doing is for your family. And so to hear your spouse, you know, have, I'm going to say, uh, put uh, expectations on you to generate a certain amount of revenue, but then get upset because you're out grinding and trying to build those things. It becomes a catch 22. And so now you really feel like you're alone. So now you feel like this, your spouse that you've created these beautiful children with doesn't get you. Then you're gone from your kids and you're out in the world all alone and you're just going after this dream, going after being who you believe you were created to be. And you're just kind of like, well, why am I doing it? It, it literally taps into, it hits you to a point where you're, you begin to question yourself. You begin to question your motives. And if you're really doing it, not in a, in a self-serving manner. And so mom guilt, it, it literally is like the center of all of these different factors that can, can play a part in your life. And so I often tell people like, sometimes you... You have to know how to compartmentalize, right? And understand just because you expect certain people to be a part of your circle and to be your greatest cheerleader, sometimes that is not what's going to happen. And you have to be okay with it. And you just have to know like, okay, I can't talk about this and expect the response that I want from this person doesn't mean that they don't love you, doesn't mean that you can't work things out, but you have to go and find your tribe. You have to go and find those people who will support you, who will pour into you and keep you elevated and motivated and lifted because they see who you are and the vision that is on your life. And so, and I mean, like, even if you don't have like some big, huge dream, you know, it's still important to make sure that you do not take on that negative energy that can be coming from those that you feel should be supporting you. A hundred percent. And just first of all, thank you for being so honest um, and forthcoming with myself and the listeners. Um, and obviously just providing, I guess, context and perspective of, your specific experiences and how um, others might be going through the same thing as one. Well. You know, they always say it takes a village to raise a child. Um, and I think what you've highlighted is really crucial that, you know, you have your village when you start off in um, motherhood or parenthood. And sometimes it doesn't always stay like that. And, um, and I think just going back to the beginning of the po podcast and where you were talking about understanding who you are, if you have that understanding and I guess that even that willingness to continue to understand yourself because we're always changing beings, then 
you will always, you know, serve yourself, serve your family and serve those that are really close to you. And I think, yeah, it's just everything that we've spoken is really sort of um, the dots are definitely connected. And as you've sort of said, don't don't allow that negative energy um, around you, even though it's coming from those that, you know, it's your support system. You can always, you know, try rebuild a new one. Um, obviously, easier said than done. Um, but I guess now coming on to the um, advice section, because I think obviously you've shared so much on the different types of mum guilt that, that that's out there, but also different triggers from the external and internal. So what advice can you um, give to our um, mother listeners out there or even our dad listeners out there on how they can manage this guilt um, and obviously sharing your specific um, approach to it as well? So I would definitely say there's um, one section of the book, which we really haven't hit on, that there is a book that goes along with um, the the mom guilt um, called Her Therapy. And one thing that I believe in is something called the quiet method. And the quiet method is essentially um, an acronym for quality over quantity, understanding being intentional, expression, and timely. And quality over quantity is just understanding that you may not be able to make every single event for all of your children, especially if you have more than one. Um, But highlighting that when you are there, that you are 100% present, that your presence is felt and known and It's something that your children can hold on to on the times that you cannot be there, but also making it a point to be at their very important events, like doing whatever you need to do to um, rearrange your schedule so that you can be there for the things that matter most to them. Um, And then understanding uh, that really just goes to listening Um, If your children are upset about something, just really having a keen ear and not thinking while they're speaking about how you can respond to defend what you have done. And an example of that is, um, for me, I remember uh, my son, he had a t-ball game and I didn't realize that it was the last game of the season. I thought the previous game that I was at was the last game. And their dad did not tell me that there was a game. And I remember like the next day I had to pick him up and it was his time to come back to my house. And my son was sitting in the back seat and um, we were actually leaving um, a basketball game for my, my oldest son. And I was telling him, congratulations, great job. Unbeknownst to me, I had no idea that my youngest child was in his feelings, that I wasn't at his game, that I didn't know took place. And so my youngest son was like, well, mommy, well, are you proud of me? And I'm like, of course. Like, why would you ask that? And he was like, well, you didn't come to my game when I got my trophy. And I I just remember driving, looking in the rear view mirror and feeling like horrible. And I'm like, I, I apologize I had no idea that I missed your your last game. I thought it was earlier. I was like, but of course, I'm always proud of you and what you do. But it was just one of those moments 
where it was like, okay, clearly, no matter how hard I try, it's a possibility that I may miss something. And so just knowing how to be present in that moment and listen to your children if something is bothering them. Don't be so quick to respond with your defense as it is to listen with a very, Mm. very keen ear and let them know that you understand and you're sorry and that you're going to do your best not to have it happen again. Um. And so it's things like that that are that I think is just really important and will pull out, you know, uh, dysfunctions in your scheduling. Right. And lets you know, like, okay, well, you thought this, but you thought wrong. So what can you do to ensure this doesn't happen again? Um, And then the other thing is being intentional, like be intentional with your time. If you know that you have a very busy schedule, what can you do to ensure that you spend quality time with you know, each of your children one-on-one or, you know, make sure that you're, even if it's with your spouse or someone that you're dating, put things on your calendar. The same way that if you have a doctor's appointment, you allocate that time and you say, this is where I'm going to be at this time, this day, and you're not going to let anything conflict with that. You need to do that with the people that you care about. You have to be intentional with how you are showing up for them. Um, and then the expression, um, goes back to kind of like understanding, but on the other end, just allowing your family and friends to express themselves to you. Don't be so quick to shut them off and shut them down. Because if your family is feeling this way, it's possible that if you have clients or even if you're working in corporate America, that these are behaviors that can be overlapping um, in those uh, spaces as well. So just allowing people to express really how they're feeling um, without judgment. Let them say what they need to say because all of these things will help you if you're willing to digest to digest them and make the necessary changes around them. Um, and then timely is yeah. all about like making sure that you're spending time, um, that you're timely in your response to your family and friends, like if you if you know that you're invited to something, but you're trying to work it out and um, but you don't want to respond right away, still just make sure that you're timely with how you are um, are are being responsive with those that you love. Um, and it also goes to how you are spending your time, right? So Every day we're giving 86,400 seconds. And if we look at that as money and we know that, hey, we're going to get this money every day, right? We're going to do whatever we have to do not to waste a dime of it, right? We're going to spend that money. But when it comes to time, we're not as intentional. Yeah. So with your time, you want to be, again, very intentional, Understand how you're mapping out your day. Understand how you're planning to spend your day so that you can make the most out of every single day. Absolutely. I think the example that you just gave, um, so it was 86,400 seconds. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, that is that is a lot of, well, I mean, it's seconds, but it's a lot. And um, I think I remember seeing something like, if you had that amount in money and you knew you were going to get it every day, if 
someone annoyed you for 60 seconds, so you lost $60, would you allow, you know, all of the rest of the money just to sit there and you wouldn't spend it? Of course not. You've got, you've still got what, I'm not going to try to do the maths, but you've still got 80,000 seconds left. Um, so I think that's a really good example that you've just given of like being intentional and, you know, just going back to what you were saying about sort of the negative thoughts that can come up from mum guilt. Even if they do come up, don't, you know, you've still got 80 something thousand left um, days to make it up in the in seconds in the day to make it up and have that proper time with your kids and I think the quiet method really highlights that and I think as you've the main things that really stood out to me was the um quality with your kids because that's something that you know um if you if you're not intentional with it you could spend you know a two-hour like cooking class with your children for example but then you're on your phone half of the time or you go on a family vacation but you're checking emails so I think it's you have to be quite intentional as you've said but also quite strict with yourself um it's very easy to let both things you could say um slip into each other and then next thing you know you're not giving a hundred percent to everything that you're committed to um, I just have um, a question specifically in regards to the quiet method and I guess everything that we're experiencing now with the pandemic, um, obviously we're now, well, start things are starting to get lifted and we're starting to go out, but obviously being at home, trying to merge our, literally physically merge our physical, our home life and our work life, um, how have you seen any sort of changes to the quiet method or, you know, this what we're living through right now might is being is becoming the new norm um so have you got any like advice or thoughts on what we've experienced within the past three months and obviously the quiet method that you've just mentioned it's funny because um I would say that the quiet method has come in um even more so um today um with the current situation with parenting for me I have like I said earlier, I have two small boys and they are elementary school age. And so being able to, again, allocate that time, being intentional with my time, um, it's gotten to the point now where my kids, they know certain verbiage that they may not have known before. When Angel says quiet on the set, they know that means, okay, we need to go in this room. We need to be quiet. And it's probably going to take about an hour. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you know, and so it's, it's those moments of, again, drawing them in so they understand who you are and understanding, Hey, mommy has other life outside of just being your mom, you know? Um, but it also for the individual, you know, you have to now really be intentional with remembering who you are because now you're being pulled in so many other directions. Before I was Angel, I was a daughter, I was a mom. Um, but now I'm those things plus a chef, a, um, a teacher, <laughs> uh, uh, activity planner, a program director, like all of these additional things. And it's understanding like, okay, now my scheduling and being intentional with that time 
it's no longer just, okay, make sure I can get them to this activity or that. But now I'm thinking from the lens of, okay, what can I do over the summer to keep my kids active? You know, what can they do? Because like, I'm not taking you out into, you know, the park or all these other things. So what can I do with you at home? So now it's, you know, planning that out. What does that look like, right? Um, and then the same thing with um, understanding, right? Now it's so important more than ever before to allow your children to be expressive and remind them that their voice matters. Because in my case, I have two boys and boys are not always the most vocal. But if you look at it as a whole, this year has been very different from anything that they've ever seen. Their parents are divorced. Halfway through, you know, in the year, the top of the year, by March, they're no longer seeing their friends. Now they're just with mommy. Now mommy's their teacher. Now mommy's everything. You know what I mean? And so that does something to them as well. And so allowing them to express themselves, allowing you to sit and just humble yourself and listen to what they're going through and how you can aid them on this journey is so very important as well. And so that quiet method, while it was initially created to help you combat that guilt, it actually helps you just be a better, well-rounded parent and person as well. I know there um, were some gentlemen that read the book and they were like, yo, I need to implement this quiet method just in my relationships. And I was just like, oh, wow. You know, and so I think that it's just important just to be mindful um, and, and just remember that right now, more than ever, we need to be kind to ourselves. We need to understand that nobody has won or nobody has mastered what we are going through right now. So you're going to have good days and you're going to have bad days and you're going to have days that you don't care anything about this quiet method. You're just like, everybody get out, leave me alone. And, and that's okay too, right? Because you have to be honest with yourself. You have to be in touch with what you need in that moment. And sometimes it's just to be left alone. Absolutely. And I think um, what you've highlighted is very key. And I think even the fact that um, the quiet method can be adopted for relationships. So for those who are listening and aren't parents, that's another approach that you can take. Um, but I think um, what you were just highlighting in regards to expressions is crucial. We are all living in a time that just we we just don't know, like even as adults, we can't we don't know how to express how we're feeling. So just, you know, by providing that space for our children and, you know, having them share or try to share what they're feeling is absolutely essential. And just before we wrap up, I want to ask um, one imperative question, because I think everyone is, as, we, as we've said, it takes a village to raise a child. Um, and I think everyone is accountable to a certain extent. So, you know, um, for what can our male listeners, you know, do, for example, if they're obviously their partner is feeling mommy guilt, or how can organizations be a bit more aware of their employees that are mothers and, you know, might be having this battle inside? Um, so, yeah, how can 
everyone else basically um, understand and support those who are feeling mummy guilt? So I would say a lot of it revolves. I think the guilt kicks in when you feel like you're failing in one area over another. And so from an organizational standpoint or from a corporate America or corporate standpoint, wherever you are in the world, um, it's understanding the organization, understanding that you have children and what goes along with that. And if the world never understood how to be flexible before, COVID made you understand because everybody, no matter what walk of life you are in, if you had children and if you were not on the front lines, and even if you were on the front lines, you had to figure out and let people know there are people who you probably never knew had children. And then all of a sudden you're seeing them show up in Zoom videos or um, during TV broadcasts, you know, <laughs> It, it, it's it's become the way of the world where you now had to integrate your children into your world yeah, and share them, right? And so uh, I think that will forever be changed from what we've seen, we've seen in the past because of what everybody has had to kind of let their guards down and be like, yo, well, I don't know what y'all want me to do because I, I can't, I can't send my child to the babysitter. I can't do any of these things. You have to be accepting of this is where I am in my life. Um, I think on the flip side, though, from a personal uh, space, I think it goes to, again, understanding who you're supporting um, and giving them time, not putting so much on them that you're weighing them down. If you are married, and your wife, you see her grinding and really striving to make change in the world or just take care of the family. If you see her doing these things, don't add on the extra stress of, oh, well, are you going out again tonight? Like you have another late night meeting or, oh, like, well, um, I mean, it's okay to try to spend time with the person. But if, if there's these constant expectations of, oh, well, can you cook dinner tonight? Can you do this? Can you do that? And it becomes overwhelming for her. So one, listen to her. Listen to what her pain points are. And sometimes as women, we may not go and express everything down to the, you know, all of our, our angst, but because we're really trying to fulfill everything. We're really trying to make sure that we, we're not dropping any balls. Um, and so if you see her struggling, if you see, hey, like I can help with this, help. And don't ask, just do it. Yep. If you see that somebody is in need and you see that they're grinding and they're tired, even if it's just that she's tired, let her sleep in. You take care of the kids, get their breakfast, do whatever. Help. Mm. And don't make her have to ask. Because sometimes that's the hardest thing for us. Sometimes being like saying that, hey, we don't have it all together or we are, we have um, shortcomings or we're not perfect. 
Mm. That's, that's a hard pill to swallow, especially for a high achiever and overachiever. So don't make her do that if you see it. But I'm going to say on the flip side, women, we have to understand that we cannot always, as women, we have to understand that we cannot always satisfy everybody. And so we have to be willing to ask for help as well. Absolutely. And um, you've just highlighted sort of, I would say, three main things on obviously how those around us can further support us. And I think the last point that you said of really, you know, being being willing to be vulnerable as the mother to obviously say that we don't have it all together and we need assistance. But then on the flip side, the support system recognizing and understanding everything that is on the obviously the shoulders and alleviating that without asking because I think everyone likes to be helped without actively saying can you do this can you do that and then you know the action is done um so I think that was something that um is really um important to highlight for those who are obviously in the support system um with the mothers out there um so that was just Oh, this was such an amazing podcast. And, you know, I have so many other questions that I could have asked um, but due to timing. Um, just thank you so much. And Angel, I just want to give you the opportunity. Is there, um, I guess, any parting words that you would like to share with our listeners? Obviously, after everything that we've shared and uncovered and the quiet method. Um, yeah, just any parting words with our listeners. Um. No, I think that the biggest thing is just to be kind to yourself, especially during this season. Um, take the time to evaluate where you are and what your needs are. A lot of times we don't do that. We're so worried about making sure everyone else's needs are met that we don't take the time to evaluate where we are, where we're lacking, and where we're exceeding, right? And so during this season, I encourage you to... Just take that time to do that for yourself. Um, and I think that it will also help you with how you're engaging with others. Um, yeah. And of course, I totally tell, want to tell everybody to go get a copy of the book. Uh, the book is called Her Therapy. Uh, it is available on all major uh, book retail outlets. Um, but you can also go directly to angelinlivis.com backslash bookstore. And um, if you order a book directly from our website, you will get a signed copy sent directly to you. So I definitely encourage you to do that. Um, and during this time, I just want to keep everybody lifted. Know that you are amazing. You are beautiful. You are doing an amazing job, regardless of what anyone else has told you. Um, this is not easy. There's no manual to being the perfect mother. Um, but whatever you're doing, however you're doing it, just know and understand that that is what your children need. What my kids need may not be what your children need, but however you're leading and however you're guiding, um, I just believe that God knew that that's who you are and that is what your children need for them to grow and to be um, all of who he created them to be and to live out their purpose. Oh, amazing that was just such a sweet end um but yeah just thank you so much and I will definitely obviously link um 
your socials, but also the link to your website in the description. So obviously, as Angel said, if you go directly to the website, you will get a signed copy, which obviously after listening to this podcast, you will want to do. Um, So just thank you again, Angel, for sharing your experiences, understanding, perspectives, but also tips and tricks on actually how to manage and overcome mommy guilt and thank you to all of our listeners